Hi, I'm Dr. Jamil Sayaj. And on this podcast, we're going to talk about some deep stuff. I'm here to tell you that you're amazing. And often, the only person who can't see that is you. No matter who you are, what you do, or where you're from, there's greatness in you. Let's talk about it. Hey everyone, I'm Dr. Jamil Sayaj, and welcome to the Transformation Starts Today podcast, where I interview leaders, champions, and high performers from all walks of life as they share their story, the lessons they learned along the way, and empowering perspectives to help you create an extraordinary life without regret starting today. Today we have with us my friend and brother, Carlos Cicada. Carlos Cicada is the author of the incredible best-selling book, Work Like an Immigrant, Nine Keys to Unlock Your Potential, Attain Truth, Fulfillment, and Build Your Legacy Today. He is also a money coach, investor, success speaker, philanthropist, podcast host, and movement maker on a mission to make poverty history. He loves teaching people for free how to earn passive income in a way that is safe, secure, and transparent. He is building Amazon 3.0 as his latest venture. Carlos, it's such an honor to have you with us, brother. Welcome to the show. My brother, it's a pleasure. It's always my, my friend. You know, I love being in proximity with incredible leaders of the world like yourself, my friend. Thank you, man. Your energy is always so infectious and beautiful. And thank you for bringing it. I already feel it. <laughs> no, brother, praise the Lord, man. I mean, you know, you know me, but I've seen death so many times. And, and you know me, one of my biggest mantras and quotes is always to live as if we have one last day, not one more. So if this would be the last podcast that I would ever be interviewed on, we're not going to leave nothing left in the gas tank yeah. because that's my worst fear. Imagine when you are you are meeting somebody, you're going to a meeting, you're speaking, you're having lunch with your loved ones. What if it will be the last time? Would you leave anything left in the gas tank? That's my worst fear you know, of all. And that's why I'm so excited to be here, brother, because I know that you have incredible people. They are listening and watching us now that you never know. You might hear something that can impact and change the trajectory of your life today. Absolutely, man. So well said. And it's beautiful. It reminds me there's a philosophy I live by, which is very similar. And I tell my, my clients, my friends, my family, I'll just say, what if this was the last time? And if it was the last time, was it worthy of being the last time? you know, based on how you showed up. Yes. And if we're fortunate enough to have another opportunity, another moment, let's not take it, take it for granted. And like you said, this could be it. One last it, day, not one more. It's incredible because the way how, you know, you start your day is so important, right? And when you start from that place of, of, of I call selfless sacrifice, giving it all you got in service of loving others, in helping others, in, in putting aside whatever is that thing that you do. And literally, when you go all in, I've seen it many times, like speaking on stages over the world, around the world for 20 plus years, when I'm in the backstage and you see other speakers, oh, it's a thousand, 10,000 people out there. What if we get 1% or 2%, but now they are thinking about their courses, the things that they are selling. They're thinking from a number perspective. What I'm doing, I'm sitting there, I am praying. I'm like, Holy Spirit, God, guide me. Let me just tell me what do they needed to hear here today? 
You know, let me speak life into others. I don't care if they buy one book, if they follow me. I don't even sell coaching or consulting anymore. So it's like everything that I do now is philanthropy work. It's all free. So when you go with that intent, you already win. It's like when I talk to my fighter friends, you already win before you get to the ring because you are there with a selfless serving, selfless sacrifice, giving it all you got in service of others who right now might be in a bad shape doesn't know how they're going to pay their bills or their mortgage, or they, they, they might be contemplating divorce. But sometimes they hear yourself, or they hear this podcast, or they hear another influencer like myself and the great people that have been here before me and the greatest ones that will be here past me. And that one nugget could change the entire trajectory of their life. When you go from that space, it's something powerful in Deborah. It took me a long time to, to, to get to that point, but it, it's so beautiful once you get there. And I think it goes back to something that I used to. I used to, I've done a little bit of Marine when I was young in Brazil. And we have a term which is transcendence. Hmm. And when you operate from that place, it's above oneself. Nobody's left behind. No casualties. You minimize every possible thing that could hurt somebody. You literally, we all going to come home. We all going to eat on the same table. You know what I mean? And when you go, when you, every single thing that you do, in your soul, in your body, in your spirit. When it's from that place of transcendence, nothing would ever go wrong, brother. Because from that's the highest place. It's nothing beyond transcendence. And if you operate it from there and you reverse engineer every sphere of your life, your health, your wealth, your family, your loved ones, your business, it's like, I don't know, it's biblical. I don't know, you got me fired after that. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, such a beautiful way to get started, man. And I know you have you have such a powerful and amazing story, you know, for our listeners who don't know you yet, they haven't heard your story. Can you share with us who you are, what's led you to where you are today and why you do what you do? Man, damn, I'm just, I'm just so blessed to be here, but I'm just, you know, it, it wasn't like that before. This guy that you guys are listening here today, that I had to build, it didn't, you know, I, I remember, I, I come from a lot of poverty and I, and I, and I think, um, I often talk about this. Sometimes we must go through hell and, and look the devil in the eyes and, and, and lose stuff and, and, and literally lose it all so that we can truly become what we are capable of becoming. Because I come from some very deep backgrounds, uh, very dark backgrounds. My father died in a car explosion in a horrible car accident when I was a baby. And, uh, you know, it's funny how he was going to become a priest. And then he saw my mom and my mom was very pretty. And then he decided to, thank God that he decided to, you know, threw it away the priest, you know, and then, and then uh, but then there was that kind of Romeo and Juliet, right? They, 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 everything was so fast. Some of you guys might relate, you know, things going so fast and out of nowhere, you lose it all. You lose everything. And then you go into the dark moment. But I, and I always talk about that, that God will never put us through anything if he doesn't think we can handle it. Because, if you look deep in darkness, if you look deep in something negative, in a bad situation, that is always a blessing in every curse. Because from some of those things, we learn so much from it. It, it makes us stronger. I often tell people we already all survive 100% of our worst days. And if you guys think that if that wasn't crazy enough, my father died in a car explosion, they call my mom a viúva negra, the black widow. My stepfather was murdered. 
So they used to joke and bully me growing up. Anybody that your mother dates or marry, they die or they get murdered. So they used to bully me. And the reason I left is because my mom and my grandma that raised me, they taught me, is a melhor sorrir do que chorar. It's better to laugh instead of crying. And they, I learned how to reframe from a very young age any negative and bad situation into something good with the power of questions by asking better questions because the quality of our questions, they really do determine the quality of our lives. Mm -hmm. If we master reframing those situations and literally pause, you know, uh, one of my good friends, uh, Sharon Lecter, she is the editor of the book, Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. And if you look at the devil's biggest trick is and fear is people mastering the ability to think and react. Because if we do master that, now we can no longer be cheated by society, by marketers, by the media, by the system, because we are now in fully operating from transcendence, thinking, reacting, self-reflecting before we engage. And knowing there, a little kid like myself was in such a dark time to the point where I wanted to stab myself at age six and a half, brother. You know, I remember being in a kitchen on a dark night. And right before I stabbed myself, I wrote that letter, that infamous letter that was, many of you guys that been there wrote it. And right before I did that, God spoken with me, my friend Jamil, and he said, hey, kid, your future doesn't have to equal your past unless you carry on the stories with you. Somebody need to hear this one more time. Your future doesn't have to equal your past if you carry on the stories with you. Because it's powerful. And when he said that, he also said that, yeah, you might be abused mentally and physically a few days per week. But there are kids in Kuala Lumpur, in Lagos, in many countries around the world, they are being abused 24-7. You might be only eating rice, Carlos, for 90 days at a time. But your friends, they don't even have the rice. So I learned how to feel in love just with the freaking rice, <laughs> you know? I used to hear my friends in school, they have the beans and the salad and the meat, and I would cry because I wish I could have that. But I'm a master of feeling love with the rice for 90 days. And now I, I fed hundreds of thousands of people in my lifetime, and, and, and I tell them the stories about that because it all goes back to the very dark childhood seeing death and destruction and losing your, losing your loved ones and being such a dark place and mastering instead of uh living with the hate and the anger and not forgiving the people that hurt my loved ones i decided to cut the umbilical cord with the devil i could easily become a criminal growing up in brazil but i figure a knife for an eye only makes one thing and it's the entire world blind but what if i can just forgive release it right we often talk about a releasing technique to releasing stuff, right? Which I highly recommend you guys looking it up on YouTube. Um, but once you release and then you forgive. And now you just redesign a different trajectory for your family. Instead of keep going after and kill the people that kill your family, like, no, what if we just stop that here? Let me go, let's go build a much better place and, and help others. What if I can help all those kids that are like me on the streets? And I used to sell bread as a little child 
at seven years old to help my mom so we could pay the bills. And I, I lost a lot of friends that died. They were murdered. I've seen people being shot in the head. And we all made a promise to one another when we were kids that whoever left the hood, whoever left the, left the barrios, we were going to make an impact. We're going to come back. We are going to never let fame or money or followers get on our way. We're always going to be the ones that did more for others than anybody else. We're always going to come back and we're going to learn something and we're going to bring it back. And that's how I was raised. And, and I used to come up with these things when I was a kid. I used to say, one day I'm going to mentor the celebrities. I'm going to mentor athletes. I'm going to mentor the presidents. So I can tell them that's more to life than fame and money because we're not going to take nothing with us. All we're going to take is our character. I don't care what we believe religion-wise. All we're going to take, whatever we are going to go, is our character. We don't take nothing of the material stuff, the Rolex, the nice diamond ring, the airplane, the helicopters, the islands, whatever is your wildest, biggest, most grandiest things that you want to buy material-wise, it doesn't belong to you. It's temporary. But how you make others feel, the stuff that you're doing when nobody's watching is between you and God that you're not putting on social media, that right there, nobody can take it from you. Yeah, brother. So that's just, you know, a little bit of my childhood and how I used to think as a kid. I, I think that, that um, you know, seeing all this shit, I never let nothing bother me. I'm, I'm just I'm just grateful, man. Even when I uh, experience and I hear disgraces or sad news, I constantly go into that reframing mode. I think that's the biggest thing that you can teach your child, your children. You know, in addition to martial arts and teaching them how to, you know, possibly, you know, how to overcome things at a young age, entrepreneurship, teach them about money, teach them about, you know, becoming the bank and the things that I always teaching, teach them at a young age. Yeah. So they will never be cheated by the system because our kids, our children, they got time. They got something that we don't have. And time is power if you know how to compound, compound knowledge, compound wealth, compound wisdom, compound love. You know what I mean? And, and uh that's just a little bit of uh, my uh, trajectory as a kid growing up and, and coming to America when I was 18 and then learning and going, teaching people how to do sales, door to door, business to business, to eventually journaling in my entire life and putting in the book, work like an immigrant, <laughs> wild book. It's like a live, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a live a mixture of Quentin Tarantino and Steven Spielberg in a book and is alive because I talk about, you know, a lot of uh, life lessons there that can help us, you know, uh, cope with things and apply in our daily lives and our business to our employees, to our teams and our marriage before we do something crazy like pulling a trigger or jumping a building, you know, and has helped a lot of people in my lifetime. And it's not me, man. As I always talk about, is God, is the Holy Spirit. I'm just a vessel here, and it just comes through me, a higher force that I'll, that some of the stuff that I talk about comes out. You know, you cannot have AI, right? Write you this stuff, right? You know what I mean? It's, it's like I tell people, AI can only do so much and be careful with that stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, brother, just uh, grateful for one last day, not one more. <laughs> yeah, I so appreciate you sharing. And for our listeners, in case anyone's not familiar, you know, when we, when we think about reframing, it's taking a situation and being able to look at it in a different way with the goal, in my mind at least, of looking at it in a way that empowers you, in a way that increases your agency and gives you just more choice of how you can move forward in a way that leads to the life that you want to live and experience. And so I think Carlos's journey is such a beautiful example 
of no matter where you come from, no matter what you've been through, it's not the condition. It's not what happened to you. It's what are you going to choose to do with it and do about it? And it's like when you heard that voice of God say to you, you know, your future does not have to equal your past unless you continue to carry on the story. In that same type of way, I often tell my clients, the past let you go a long time ago, but if you keep bringing it back into the present, you relive it. Yes. And so if we can allow ourselves to say, yes, I've gone through hardship, I've gone through challenge, and it's not it's not minimizing it, it's not putting it down, respect what happened, learn as much as you can from what happened so you don't repeat it going forward, but then presence yourself, okay, I'm here. What next? What now? What's the meaningful thing I'd love to do in my life right now that moves me in the direction that I want to be? And trusting that you can do it. You might have to learn certain things, meet certain people, go to certain places, whatever you got to do, but you're capable and you can do that. And just like you mentioned, you and all your friends, like if, if one of us or all of us or whoever gets out of here, our commitment, our promise is we're going to give back. We're going to make a change. And I know you've done that in such a beautiful, beautiful way in your life. And that is something powerful because if you don't aim at nothing, you don't get to the things that the places that you want to be. So you always want something to look up for, right? You want to have goals. You want to have audacious goals, right? Some of my personal development friends over here listening, you got to make them so big. One of my good friends, uh, Tony Shea, uh, founder of Zappos, passed away very young. And Tony talk about if you're going to think, you think bigger. You know, if you're going to dream, you got to dream bigger, right? Uh, good old Steve Jobs, one of my neighbors over here in Silicon Valley, also rest in peace. Always talk about the crazy ones that talk about making the world a better place are the ones that actually make it happen because they don't know what some of us are doing. Some of you guys that probably, Carlos, I'm not like Jimmy, I'm not like you. I'll tell you one thing. Nobody knows your story. And I train many speakers in my lifetime and coaches around the world. And I always used to tell them the unknown person in the room has the greatest leverage. Never forget that because they don't know your story. Nobody knows how much darkness you have faced in between four walls. And that is power in sharing that story. That's power in building your character from that place. As, as even Demi was talking about over here, it makes me thinking about a powerful quote that I always talk about on the stages. So if you see yourself talking bad, I'm not enough. Oh, I'm this, oh, what I'm coming from, the color of my skin, what I went to school, all this, yes, that was implanted in us by society, by the media. I want you guys to, to just to say it out loud. It's not about the color, the color of my skin or where I went to school, where I come from, is my attitude that's going to make me win. And it's, and you learn and you practice reframing every single day. If you've seen yourself saying 10 phrases that are self-destructive, self-negative, I challenge you to write those 10 phrases on the left and then reframe it with 10 phrases on the right. And you start to, every time that you see yourself saying the negative phrase, say the positive one. And follow Jamil, follow myself on social media that I bet you, you will learn things that even if you are starting from nothing, you lost everything, you lost your family, you bankrupt, you have zero dollars in your bank account. I, I am a living proof and I help tens of thousands of people from around the world going from nothing, from zero to hero. Yes, it's going to take time. You have to study. You have to learn. You have to do things that you don't feel like at times, but that's how life is. But there are things out there nowadays that you can learn for free. There's so much stuff. Everything is in the cloud. So it's no longer the resources. I don't have money or I don't have anybody. It's about being resourceful. It's about how bad do you want what you really want. And then it started from there. And I promise you, if a little kid, seven years old, can come from the hood 
talking about making a difference in the world and is able to do it. And I have other examples of kids that done it. It's uh, it's a beautiful thing, man. And it's all mindset. Everything goes back to mindset. Yeah, something with that. And before we move forward, just something with that that I think is so powerful. You know, it, what's coming up for me is what you tell yourself, the way do you speak, the way that you speak to yourself in your darkest moments, in the moments where you just fell down. That's what determines what the next moment looks like. Because when we think of it as, I often tell my my clients that the past and the future don't exist. The past only exists in memory and the future only exists in imagination. And we only have this moment now. And so the future, in quotes, the future is created by how we treat the present. The present moment is always pregnant with the next moment. And so if in this present moment, you just fell, literally, metaphorically, you're at a low point in your life right now. You're feeling dark, it's feeling heavy. The way you speak to yourself, like Carl says, your attitude will determine the altitude that you rise to. But if you have these destructive statements like Carlos is talking about, if the way that you treat yourself is the way that you would never talk to your best friend like that, you would never talk to your kids like that, but you talk to yourself like that, that's that's the primary reason why you may be holding yourself back. It's powerful, man. And that's why one of my goals in life, man, I, I often talk about this, is uh, to make wealth and wisdom to go viral. Because if we can teach that to society and pass that on to the future generations, once they master their mindset, right, and you tell yourself that whatever your dream is, I don't know what it is, whatever that is, only you know. And it's okay to, to, to be sad and to cry and to be in a dark place. But it's not okay to stay there. Yeah, It's like to reframe it and to figure it out what that thing is. And then now find out, okay, who are the five influencers? I often talk about the 12 apostles or the 12 Avengers for my non-religious brothers. And then, so who's going to be the, your 12 apostles or your 12 Avengers that you wanted to be on the table with, that you want to learn from, that you want to collaborate with, that you want to help one another, empower one another, pick each other up, when, you know what I mean? And so put yourself around others because this past couple of years with everything that's going on and this whole separation and, and splitting people apart, we need to be united more than ever. We need to put our differences on the side, religious-wise, political-wise, because the truth, the reality, all these people on the top, they don't care. You have to start, you know what I mean, with your neighbors, with your friends, and you build one another and respect each other's point of views, learn to agree to disagree. None of this nonsense of people not talking because of who they vote or they change their gender or they change their political party. You know, it's just learn to agree to disagree, respect other people's and their point of views. And we can leave this place much better than what we all came into. As it relates to kind of building us all up, can you speak to your mission to end poverty in the world? <laughs> Man, you know, you see, whenever you go through so much, you know, hunger times growing up, you know, I, I love, you know, helping people, right? If I can help people with the mindset, now I can help them with the wealth and I share them how to make money, become entrepreneur, wealth strategies, becoming through affiliate marketing and many things that I teach now for free. So now we help them with the mindset. Now we help them make money. Now we help them. Okay, now you pass it on. Because if we all start helping one another, making money, fi fix the mindset and the wealth problems, that that's a lot of problems in the world because of money, right? And then the mindset, how we talk to ourselves. So it's all interconnected. So as we help one another, we can now, like I am big in farming. 
I own farms in the Amazon, you know, and around the world. And if we can now start teaching people how to have our own properties, now we start producing our own vegetables and fruits and cattle. And now, because we have and we start producing fruits and vegetables and cattle, they also compound over time, right? Because they grow. And it's something that people constantly need to eat. So imagine now if you have, all of us, are, we learn, we fix the mindset. Now you guys learn the mindset with Jamil. You know, you learned the wealth from me. Now you guys are making money. You have, you're in a great place. Now you start buying properties and, and farms. Now you start planting your own vegetables. And now we all go back to back in the days. We all bartering. We trade our foods. We trade our goods and services. And then we give it back a percentage of our foods. And when you're making so much more money, since we're not going to take everything, to people we need. And you go around your communities. So you pick your cause. I'm not going to tell you which cause because it has to come from you. And then you go. One thing that I did and I do when I travel the world, I go to churches, different churches. I love everybody. And I would ask the priest, the person that runs the, the, the mosque or the person that runs the Catholic or the Christian church, tell me some families within a mile from your church that come here. They are very poor. They lost their job. Maybe you heard that they might be suicidal. And then what I do, this is the stuff that's between me and God that I don't put on social media. I go to those families' house and I say, I heard from the, the priest that you're not doing too well. And then I would give them some money. If they happen to live near my farms, I'll have my people deliver them food. So, you know, it's like, it's that, that multiplying effect. And then you challenge your friends to do the same. As you are making some, you had a great month this month, you're making a lot of money. Go to the local priest, go to somebody that, the local person that runs, you know, the church in your town, in your city, the guys that run the shelter and tell them who are some families that are really suffering right now in a, such a dark place. And you go there because what that does is also help build us. It helps us stay humble and grounded to what we never forget what we come from. And then I challenge my friends to do that. Because if I can challenge all my friends and followers to do that, over the decades is a beautiful ripple effect. Yeah. And they're going to be doing it. And this is the stuff that's between us and God that we're not going to be posting it. But we will share when we've been interviewed so we can inspire somebody that might be in a dark place, that have money to go in their neighborhood. I have many celebrities in LA, friends that they suicide or they want to kill themselves. And then when I, when I am in LA, I tell them to put the head on, put a little sunglass. Let's go to Compton. Let's go to El Segundo. Let's go to the Barrios. Let's go look it up for some moms selling tamales on the parking lot. And let's ask how much she makes in a day. Sometimes they are there with their kids. She, she makes two, three hundred. Here's five hundred bucks. You know, just take a day or two day off. Just breathe. And, and, and God got you. You know what I mean? It's like stuff because... That is so powerful, bro. When you have a friend that's in a dark place and you take that friend to go out there, look for families that are in even darker places. They don't even have a roof over their head. They don't know where the food is going to come or, you know what I mean, how they're going to pay their bills next month. And because you showed up and that person now no longer wants to kill themselves, now that family is in a better place. Now that family is learning from you on social media and they're applying some of the things that you are teaching for free. And it's no price that you can put on that stuff. You know what I mean? And, and the ripple effect is so beautiful. All because you're leading by example. The things that you preach. I always often talk about the life that we live is based upon the things that we preach. So I lead from the front, right? I bought the farms. I give the food. I, you know, I make the money. I help people make the money. I challenge them. Let's now go give back and make it a monthly ritual. 
And then if you take your kids with you, those are going to be great kids too. Because now they're always going to operate from contribution, not from entitlement, not from give, give, give me. Now they see it. You're not just handling your kids' money. They got to earn it. They see how much other people are suffering. You know, so I take my daughter with me to those parking lots. And then we just, you know, help people. And then whenever she, it becomes programmable over the years. She sees somebody, hey, daddy, look at the homeless. Hey, daddy, look at the mom with the kids selling whatever, you know. And then instinctual, we go and we help them. And then if I don't have cash in my pocket at that point, we go to an ATM, we throw a couple of hundred, we go and give it to them, you know. And, and those things are so powerful, bro. I can tell you the, the compounding effect from that over time. And if I can just inspire 10 of you to do, to do this right now, and the 10 of you inspire 10 others, it's incredible what it comes from that. And little by little, we can all end poverty. We can end so many problems around the world if we can just collectively all start doing those things on a monthly basis, helping others in, the, in a much more darker place than what we are or what we were when we began our career. Yeah, man. So, so true and beautiful. You know, there's... um. Something that I found, you know, in my own life, as well as in so many people I've worked with, spoken to, I think at various times in each of our lives, when we're in a low point, we get trapped and stuck in the story and we get stuck in the, it's really like the selfish perspective of just focusing on all the things that we're not getting in that moment, all the things we don't have that we're not getting, all the things that are wrong with us in our life. And the, and the challenge is whatever you focus on, you get more of. And so if that's your focus, putting it on you and all the things you don't have, your felt experience becomes more and more of what you don't have. And so it's like, you know, the poor get poorer kind of thing. But if you can shift the attention, like Carlos said, to how can I give versus how can I take and who can I help and who's maybe going through a situation right now that's the same, that's worse. And if I can make their life better, I often tell people, give what you most want to receive and you show yourself that you already have it. Because when you think about it from the perspective that anyone who's listening may say they want a certain amount of money. And if I were to say, great, here's that money, you can't spend it. Are you happy? Well, no, because you didn't actually want the money. You thought what you wanted, what the money would get you. But then let's say we even go there. Like you said earlier, the car, the island, the watch, the whatever. You have it. Are you happy? You might temporarily have some like satisfaction, but no, you won't be. It doesn't last because you didn't want that either. What you ultimately wanted was a, you wanted to feel a certain way. And so when I say give away what you most want to receive and you show yourself you already have it, some people will challenge me on that. And they'll come back with something like, if I give away money, how does that get me more money? Because you didn't actually want the money. You wanted the feeling of a fulfilling, meaningful existence that you thought money would help you get. And so when you see the look on other people's faces that you just helped them create peace of mind, like you said, you give money to that woman on the corner with her kid and now she doesn't have to work for a couple of days and she can spend time with her family or she can rest. Or you take a family that doesn't have any food and you're able to provide that for them. So for a period of time, their life is easier because of your, your giving. And there's this level of just satisfaction that nothing beats that, the feeling of you know, supporting other people, giving up, giving to other people. And so I, I love your story. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, that. no, it's powerful, man. And it's a little stuff, bro. Like, you know, like I often, like I find families, they have kids, they, they probably would never afford to go to like a great Wolf Lodge hotel. So in one of my properties in Northern California, there's a great Wolf Lodge nearby. So what I do, I bring other kids that are poor from the community 
and I have them come and spend the day there with my daughter and I, you know, because and it's also this is great for your kids because they see those kids and they talk about their life. Like, like they daddy, my daughter tells they 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 don't they don't even they have hot water at their home. And I say, you see how how great you have? And then it's like, but you see, it helps when you, your children really build it. Some yeah. families like, trade kids all other countries, right? They go, they send their kids to like, you know, that's pretty extreme, but they actually it builds character as well in the kids. But when you do it, it's like little stuff like that. You know, yeah. it's like, it's the little things, man, that, that when I pay attention and I reflect how much it comes from those things, it's pretty cool, man. And, and you see the happiness on their face and uh, enjoying something that they would never otherwise would be able to join because of the circumstance that their parents are. And then you can educate those parents that are struggling, like better days will come. There are good people out there. You know, don't give up. Just focus, you know, like in the self-reflection and those things and I don't know, man. It's just um, a lot of blessings come from those things. Yeah, it just reminds me when we come from a space of it's okay to want more, but before you want more, let's take an inventory and be grateful for what you already have. And so often we take what we have right now for granted. I have a challenge for everyone listening. This may not apply across the board. It might, it might only be in one area of life or it might be in multiple, depending on how you're doing right now. But there are, there's aspects of your life right now that you're living the dream that you had one, three, five, ten years ago, whether it's financially or relationally or with your health or with where you moved to or you got out of a situation that you were always trying to get out of. Whatever it is, you always wanted a kid and now you have one. <laughs> whatever it is, you're living the dream in some respect already. But if we're so future focused, I was spending some time with two beautiful friends yesterday. I haven't seen them in a while. And I brought up this perspective, you know, people say the grass is greener on the other side, but if you come from the grass is greener on the other side, and that's always your paradigm, then no matter where you're at, it's never good enough because you're always saying, no matter how good your grass seems, it's always better somewhere else. But if you flip it to know the grass is greener where I water it, then it means where I put my time, my attention, my love, my energy, that's what I cultivate. And that's what I build up. And so let's, yeah, want all the money you can have, want all the stuff, make the impact, do all the stuff, but let's start with sufficiency. Let's start with my life already. I, I'm already rich in many respects. I already have, you, you know, you know this better than most people. There are millionaires and billionaires that seem to have everything and yet they have a void inside. Maybe they, they're suicidal, they're depressed and they have more than 99.9999% of people. It's not about that. You know, I often tell people, if you want to know the quick and easy proof or evidence why it isn't about that, there's millionaires and billionaires who have everything you think you need to be happy, and some of them are not. And yeah. there's people who have practically none of what you think you need to be happy, and some of them are really happy. And there's people who have none of it, and they're miserable, and people who have a lot of money who are happy. So it's not the money or the stuff it's the attitude and how you show up. And again, are you showing up to give to the world, to contribute, to make everyone else's life easier and better? Or are you showing up to take and to accumulate because your paradigm is it's never enough. I'm never enough. You have all these stories trying to fill that void and it's a losing formula. It never works that way. It is, man. It's, I often, uh, I tell people, Jamil, uh, to always like kind of reverse engineering, right? What is your ideal lifestyle, right? What is that that dream life like? You know, I'll give you an example. Like my is what I was able to build with my family 
take my wife on dates every day and be with my daughter, raising her. She's 11. I've been raising her since she was little. I homeschool her. So she travels around the world with me. She loves speaking on the stages because she sees it. And then we do a lot of contribution stuff on the streets. So she's always around that environment. And you, whatever that is for you, reverse engineer it. Okay, so the ideal lifestyle is go on dates every day with your spouse, it is raise your children, it is travel around the world and contribute and give it back. And in between, you do your, let's say if you are a coach or a consultant, you do your coaching calls, you do your consulting calls. Then you reverse engineer it because if you started from that place, your true essence will come out. And then you you find three, four, five people that you help, help them taking them from nothing to the struggling, to now making money, to now achieving that goal that they were seeking. Now you're helping them how to shrink time, how to compress decades into years. And now you document that process and you take their testimonials. You document with videos and quotes and words and you interview them on your social media. Where were you before Jamil? Where were you before Carlos? Where are you now? And now you go and you showcase the world and now you duplicate and you replicate that process. So, you know what I mean? It's very important that a lot of people, they make it very difficult, Jamil, but it's not hard. Like people are like, oh, I suck at sales. I suck at marketing. Oh, I cannot sell my programs. Okay. Uh, when is the last time that you create a survey that you go back to the last five clients that handle your money and ask them this very powerful question, where... In the heart of hearts, did you decided emotionally and financially to invest time and money in me? So I'm going to say that one more time because some of you guys might be struggling right now. Some of you guys might be sales and coaches and consultants and marketers. If you're struggling, go back to five, 10 clients of yours and tell them, I'm doing a survey. I'm doing a branding experiment. And you ask them this question. You tell them to be brutally honest. When did I have you a hello? What did I say? What story? Uh, where in the heart of hearts did you decide emotionally and financially to become Jamil's client, right? To become Carlos' clients. I'm no longer doing consulting or coaching, but I want some of you guys that, that may be my clients from the past, you know, right? So you pinpoint that. And I used to teach that to Fortune 500 companies, Jamil. So now we will do data mining. You cloud and you, you mine all that data because now you can use exactly what they said to take that message. You don't need AI. Of course, you can leverage AI too. And then you can now go and use those messages on your social media, on your interactions, go into your local chamber of commerces. If you are a coach and you teach mindset, go to the local churches, tell the priests, send me the crazy ones. I'll help them for free. And then you ask those three people that you help for two to three referrals plus a testimony. So you see, it's never the money. It's a, it's about being resourceful. So money money is mindset, right? Like, and then once as you make money, I can teach you how to take a few grand without adding a dollar to it and how to multiply it so it become millions over the years, right? Because but you see, the banks and the hedge funds and the most elite. They don't want you to know what they are doing. I teach that stuff for free. Yeah. So you see, it all goes back to mindset. So it depends on how do you want to tackle upon that challenge. I just gave you guys some ninja stuff that you can do. If you are, if you, if you're looking to make money right now, there are many tools. I like, um, I like, um, I like Jasper 
I, I use ChatGPT, some of these tools that you can use and you can go and become a copywriter. And now you can go to local restaurants within five miles from where you live. And you tell the restaurant, you tell the business, how are you doing with clients? Would you like to get more clients? Let me be your copywriter for this month. Pay me a hundred bucks a week. And you're going to write copy for their social media, for create a newsletter for them. And AI does all that. You go on the AI and you say, I want to create a newsletter for a pizza shop, blah, blah, blah. And then the AI is going to give you this beautiful piece that now you're going to send to the email list from the local pizza shop that's going to generate more businesses. That person is going to see the businesses. Now, next month, how did it go? Great. How about we do it $200 a week? And now you have 10 businesses give you 200 bucks a week. You don't have a car. You can walk to these businesses. They each give you 200 a week. You have 10 businesses. Now you're making $2,000 a week, $8,000 a month. Take two or three grand of that. Come and see me. I'll show you how to make that becomes a whole lot of more. Teach you what the elite is doing it. And now you have yourself an extra five or six. So you see, it's not hard to make money. It's being resourceful and being willing to get rejected, how many no's are you willing to go to find a $100 business per week? So, you know, if you've been laid off, you can do the same exact thing. You just go to local businesses and be a person of value. Then if you follow me on Instagram, you'll be able to see everything that I talk about, some of these links to these companies that you can go and become an affiliate and subscribe to, to some of these AI platforms that you can now leverage and you just type to your knowledge about that business and the AI will do 80% of the work for you that you can now deliver to these local businesses and start generating a few thousand a week and then start saving some of that money. And pretty soon you'll be like many of my clients that now are 100% passive <laughs> because their money are now making their money. You see? So, but again, uh, 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 patient is a virtue, right? It's all about starting. And I just gave you guys several things and to think about ways to start it from nothing and build something pretty cool, leveraging your, I, I like to call home field advantage. Because you guys listening to me, if you don't have enough clients and if you do consulting and sales and coaching, many of you guys are trying to get people on social media, running ads and, 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 and getting stressed about it. But you could go to your local businesses they already know you and offer a service so little, $100 a week, to help them bring in more clients and be a person of value, and they will pay you $100 a week. I've seen it happen all the time. And now you just gave yourself some income out of nothing. You if know you, what I mean? If you could add on to this, like, I'd love to, if you could share with our audience, what are some of your favorite wealth building strategies, principles of wealth building that you share with people? One, uh, the biggest things, you know, like I said, I'm not a financial advisor, but I have helped thousands of people become a low, a whole lot of wiser. I'm a wealth strategist that uh, that comes from that school of hard knocks. That I am big on diversifying, right? I'm big where people need a place to live, people need food, so that's why I'm big in farming. I'm big in, in raising cattle. Sorry, my vegetarian friends. I'm big in you know raising vegetables because if you control. You know, if you have access to, to massive warehouses with food, how you'll be able to, you know, you can even control the prices. Unfortunately, some people, they do that, right? 
they can manipulate things because if you control, if you have usage throughout COVID, you are, there was shortage. So imagine the farmers that have a lot of the, uh, warehouses. So, but my biggest thing, and it's a process, right? So one thing that society, the, the schools and the governments they are not teaching people, Jamil, is how to become the bank, right? You don't want to beat the system or fight the system. You want to become the system. Because you see a lot of wealthy families, the 13 families that run runs the planet, whether we like some of these people or not, they control 90% of the world's wealth. And they are doing things and passing on to their kids over the generations that they don't want civilians, everyday person to know. Because if you start learning some of those things, for example, did you guys know that there are things out there that you can do where you save a couple of hundred bucks a month and that money can grow tax-free. So when you need access 5, 10, 20 years from now to buy a house, you can borrow money from yourself because now you became the bank and you borrow that money tax-free where you now are doubling down on your own money. But you see, the government and the system and the schools, they never taught that because it doesn't benefit them. Because if everybody started learning that they can become the bank, because you've seen all those banks collapsing. Prior to COVID 2020, banks would need 10 to 20% reserves. So when you give your local bank 100 bucks, back before COVID, they could take 80 bucks and go gamble. Now, since 2020, a new law passed that now the banks need 0% reserves. So imagine if you give your bank 100 bucks, the bank takes 100, they go gamble. Why do you think you're seeing so many banks collapsing? SVB, First Republic, Credit Suisse, many banks. All collapsing because why? They are over leverage. Many companies, they are over leverage. They, whatever money they have, they go play with leverages. They over leverage themselves. They lose their money. Now, how can you withdraw? Imagine if you guys can all withdraw money from your bank. Imagine if you, you have your auto pay for your mortgage, your rent, if that cannot be deducted. Do you have a backup? So I often teach people, not only you diversify your portfolio, you diversify your banking. You learn about centralized finance and decentralized. Centralized finance, is the local banks, they have failed us, right? They, they, people losing trust. Decentralized finance, peer to peer. Me to Jamil, less corruption. 100% of the money can be audited. If you have a, a, a nonprofit in Africa and I have one in Brazil, we can send each other 100,000 within one second. Fees are close to nothing and there's no politics, no bankers, Nobody taking money from that pie. 100% of the money gets to what it needs to get. So that's why the system, the banks, they don't want to implement certain technologies in the decentralization in the blockchain. For example, you implement blockchain to voting. Now you cannot fake it. Now we know for real who wins. Now it's no more argument. So, but you see, governments, they don't want to implement that because they don't want central banks. They don't want to implement that either because they don't want to give control. They want to be able to print that button so they can print money, whatever they want. And now inflation, they destroy the currency of their countries, which we have many countries who've done that. And so that's I go really deep with that stuff. I love teaching about those things because I really want people to really think about, do I have access to centralized banking and decentralized banking? Am I diversifying my money and my income into multiple things? Do I know how to put my money to grow tax-free? Where in a few years I can borrow to buy a car, buy a home, buy a vacation home, 
tax-free, doubling down on my own money the same way how the wealthiest presidents and nations and families in the world been doing for the last 100 years. So you see, these are things that were not passed on and it was by design. So I love educating people on those things for free on social media that they can they can follow me on Instagram, uh, Carlos Inspire. I have plenty of links in there that they can go and play with it and learn. So now they're educated. Now they have different things that they can learn, that they can diversify, they can pass it on to their kids. So now money is no longer a problem because now you know how to put your money to work for you instead of you working for your money. You know what I mean? A lot of, you know, and I love teaching those things because I wish somebody taught me that when I was young versus pay me 25,000 to join your private group before I teach you that. No, I like teaching that for free. Help people make money, help people achieve their goals. They'll come back. We don't have to ever ask for anything in your life. Yeah, man. I know you and I have had so many wonderful conversations about these topics. And so I highly encourage everyone listening. If you're resonating with Carlos and you're looking for like, what are the practical tips and how do I apply this so that my future, my family's future financially can be secured in the way that I want it to be? I highly recommend you reach out. <laughs> I appreciate you, my brother, as always, man. I love to talk to this thing. I know you and I can talk about some of those things for hours because for us, it's like I often tell people to me, it's not business, it's personal. And I always tell people, man, if you want to win, if you want to help and make live a dent in this planet, make it personal. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, bring it all you got. Separate yourself from that transaction, right? Oh, pay me five grand an hour, 10,000 an hour before I teach you. No, let me educate you on how to make some money, how to go from A to Z, how to achieve this goal of yours. And when you do that, it's magical. It took me a while to figure that out. You know, I wish I would have started my career that way. You know, but it took me, you know, a few decades to learn that. But once I learned that a few years ago and I went, I ch I changed how I do businesses by just give, give, give. And it comes back tenfold because people love learning it, being educated and going through these sessions with me where I teach them for free, where they now are like, wow, you open their mind to a whole new world. Because a lot of people, they don't understand that saving something 200 or 500 bucks for 10, 20 years eventually can become millions where you can borrow from that money tax-free to go buy whatever you wanted to buy. So now you disconnect yourself from the system. You no longer have to go run your credit check and you know waiting for approval from somebody to give you a loan. Now, no, now you borrow from your own family. And now you teach your kids and your spouse where all of you guys are now becoming the bank, becoming the system. You don't want to beat the system, you want to become it. You, don't, you know what I mean? So it's like, and again, it's by design, and that's why I always tell people, take the time, learn it, immerse yourself, learn from others they are where you want it to be. You want to become an incredible you know, influencer, coach, and podcaster like Jamil? Put yourself in proximity with him, right? You want to learn about money and finances and wealth strategies? Follow me on social media, because as you guys can tell, we've been doing this for a long time. We have helped thousands of people, and we operate and we lead by example. And then you, you do that and there's magic, magic that comes from that. Absolutely, man. You know, there's so many, uh, on your recommendation, there were many books that I read on this topic in the last year. And for our listeners, you know, this conversation, if we really opened the floodgates would take what, 25 hours to, so that's why like reach out to him, <laughs> have a conversation privately, specifically to your situation. And I know he'll help you out. And so Carlos, if you can share with us, from your experience, what are some mindsets that you believe keep people 
stuck and in, in poverty? You know, as as I reflect, you know, even on, on my own self, Jamir, and, and some of the people that I helped over the years when I was, you know, coaching and consulting back in, back in the day, we tend to, we keep, it all goes back to, we keep repeating ourselves that, that story, right? Or, or we couldn't get the job, or we didn't get this client, or, you know, I lost this client, or whatever the scenario is, right? I, I lost, they got into a divorce, or, and they they think in in our mind we thought of that that was everything. Like I give an example, I spoke over here in the Bay Area recently. Many companies laid off thousands of thousands of people, and a lot of these people that work for these companies they because those companies are big giant companies, right? Whether it's Google or Meta or Twitter or Facebook or Amazon, right? They all laid off so many people, and so a lot of the people that work for them they were making you know, anywhere from hundred to two hundred grand, for example. And they think that was it, that now it's going to be no other company. They were never again going to make that money. So that was like the, the top of their career and their life. They went to school. And, and, and I often tell this people, then they become suicidal. They become depressed because now they don't have, you know what I mean? I tell them they are, you are way better and beyond these companies. There's so much more out there. You know what I mean? Like our a lot of, a lot of us people they don't realize that we only tapped into ten percent of our brain potential. What if you just improve your brain potential a few percentage points? And people they tend to get too cut off to me on that story, or they too cut off to that relationship that didn't work out, or that business that they lost, or it's taking too long to build right their coaching business, their speaking business, you know whatever it is that they are building, and then they get angry and they live. In that anger, in that hate, we go into these self-destructive patterns and we keep talking down on ourselves. And that's we that's where we live. So 90% of people, Jamir, we they spend not 90% of people, we they tend the people that live in that world, they spend 90% of their day in those self-destructive patterns, comparison. And I tell them, never compare your chapter three with somebody else, chapter 33. You don't know how much darkness. How many thousands of hours that person had to do before they got on that stage, before they got that Oscar, before they got that, that, that stand innovation. You know what I mean? So because when we start to compare ourselves, like you and I, when we have our podcast, when we first begin, we might, it's normal, it's human to compare. Man, I want to have a podcast like, I don't know, Joe Rogan, and I want to have 10 million billion listeners, right? It's like, you cannot compare. You don't know how much struggle that dude win, right? To become at that level and how much shit has he got? So it's like, and we tend to, to start comparing and self-destructing and that becomes the infinity loop that we doesn't know how to get out until we have a friend, somebody like yours or myself that will come in and shake it up and now it will challenge the status quo. Yeah. And that's why for you guys listening to me, if you see yourself comparing or hating or having anger or when you see a friend of yours or somebody celebrating a win, if you see yourself feeling jealous or anger or comparing, pause. Just pause right there. Just touch your heart and you'll be like, you know, I got this. I, I'm so happy. I'm going to celebrate that person. And you start reframing. Go back to the conversation that we have here. You reframe it. You pay close attention to the, the, the feelings that you are having throughout the day. If you see yourself feeling anger and hate and jealousy and comparing, I'm going to remember what Carlos said. Let me write it down, the top five, ten feelings and words and self-destruction patterns on the left, and let me reframe it on the right. 
I promise you, you do that long enough or <laughs> over time, you start seeing yourself like realizing that, you know what, Carlos and Jamil, they are right. It's like there is much more to, you know, to, to this company, to this relationship, to this whatever thing that I lost that I thought of was everything. There's so much more in there, my friends. It goes right back to every day is a good day to zero it out. You know, like I have a lot of military friends. They often say every day is a good day to die, right? So every day is a good day to start over. But it goes right back to how are you talking to yourself? What are your own self-destructive patterns and feelings? And typically, it's only a few, five to 12 feelings and words and patterns that we all go through as humans. And when you identify them and you write them and you reframe them, it's a lot of power that comes from that to live in that positive state. So now you start your day much better. What do you think is going to happen when you are writing, when you are talking to potential clients? If you are studying, if you want to become a coach, a speaker, a podcaster, whatever is that thing that you wanted to do, imagine how much it will come comparing your older self, the one that stays 90% of the day in the self-destructive mode versus your newer self that now spend 90% of the day operating from love, giving, fulfillment, enjoying, celebrating when you see others. Uh, they are far beyond what you think you, you can ever become. If you operate from that place, that, that is magic that happens from there. You know what I mean? And, and I'm speaking from, you know, from my own perspective because... I've been there. We all humans. We all started from nothing. So it's normal for us to feel the shit. Jealousy of comparing. and all this. But this is self-destructive. You want to, I have a, a saying that I say, you want to kill the monster before it grows. You don't want that baby to become this giant monster that's going to eat the city. No, no, no. You see any self-destructive patterns and feelings, hate, anger, unforgiveness? Identify those. Give yourself that gift. There's so much power from that. And then apply one thing that I love to I always tell people is um, often people say go within a few layers of your why. People say go five layers, seven layers deep. In, I often talk about go 21 layers deep. Whatever is that thing that you want, your why, your desires, ask yourself why you want that. And then go as deep as 21 layers. I want you to peel and rip every layer of the onion apart and you go really deep. So you really know what is that thing that you really, really want in life, your purpose of being here, right? Living that purpose-driven life where you operate from that transcendence place, where you're just going to go and give it all you got as if today's the last day and you're not going to leave nothing else in the guest tank. That's my biggest thing when it comes to that. I know it's a long answer, but it's something that I really want people to, to, to reflect and to think because we all do it. Anybody that say, oh, no, I don't have anger or jealous or hate or comparing them. We all do it. <laughs> you know, it's, a human, it's a human thing. It's pass on, you know, but when we, we, we understand it and we know what they are, now you can see them coming because that's the devil's worst fear. Us, our ability to think and to react, ability to think and to act from moment to moment. So now you no longer can be, you know, cheated or, or, or somebody can hypnose you or all this BS that we see there, or somebody else can come in and program you or your kids. Now you're teaching, you're passing that on because the life that we live is based upon the things that we preach. Because I'm teaching you something because I lived it. I overcome that darkness. I overcome that poverty. I overcome that bad relationship to find a, an amazing relationship. Now I'm married for 17 years. 
and I'm raising my incredible daughter and I have other kids that I help raise around the world. But now I can speak from experience because I've done it. You know what I mean? It's one thing that I often tell people, I will never take you to a place that I haven't been before. Because that's truly operating from an essence. I call I often call the essence of God. You are you are me, I am you, we are all one. Yeah, man. Beautiful. I love, love the smile. Too. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple of things I just love to add to what Carlos shared. When we're shifting our mindset, our perspective from let's say one of stuckness and poverty to one of more abundance and wealth. You know, you talked about when people see other people succeeding, especially if it's in an area that you want to succeed in, but you haven't gotten the success that you want yet. If what comes up is jealousy and maybe thoughts of even like, who's that person to have that? Or why do they have it? And I don't, and all these kind of things, you know, even like going as far as wishing that they didn't have it. But no. What's happening under the hood unconsciously that we're not aware of is that by you basically putting them down and saying why they don't deserve it, what you're actually saying is you don't deserve that. But when you, because I said earlier, whatever you're focusing on is going to expand in your in your reality. If you look at somebody else though, and you can celebrate their victory, because you come from the perspective that that person, I have no idea what their journey was, but I'm on that journey too. And I'm not there yet. And I realize it's hard. I realize there's challenges, there's difficulties. They really had to work to get to that level of success. And their success represents what I can create in my own life. And like you said, when we compare an earlier chapter where we're at in our story and they're much further along, that's not going to serve anybody. And even if you make the argument that, well, we're the same age and we're in the same chapter, well, then they've put in some work that you haven't. Like they've done some things, they've met certain people, they've gone out and done certain things that you haven't done. Whatever the case may be, drop the comparison to others. And if you're going to compare, I often say comparison can be useful and it can be destructive. It's useful if you compare yourself to somebody else and it inspires you. If it inspires you and motivates you and it makes you want to rise to the occasion, level up, raise your standard, beautiful. Do that all day. But the moment the comparison becomes a weapon against yourself because you start thinking, what's wrong with me because of this other person? At that point, drop it. It's not serving you at all. Focus on, can I be a better version of me than I was yesterday? And then look back. You know, Like, like I said earlier, you're, you're living the dream right now. Am I further along than I was six months ago, a year ago, three years ago? Am I wiser? Am I stronger? Am I more, uh, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Adept at various skills that I've been working on, whatever the case may be. That was the first thing. And then you talked about how like 90% of the time certain people are focusing. And then this is my kind of addition here. 90% of the time people are focusing on consuming or consumption. And if you just make the switch to focusing on 90% of the time being creation, when you're in creation, instead of consumption, you're going from active instead of passive. And by being in creation, you're thinking about how can I help other people? How can I provide a product, a service, information, something that benefits other people's lives? And if you do that, it's going to come back. If you do that, you're going to make money. You're going to build relationships. Things are going to show up. Opportunities are going to show up to be taken advantage of because you're putting yourself out there. So if you just shift it to creation mode, which every one of us can do, because my own personal belief is at our core, every one of us is a creator. We're the creator of our life. Yeah. And so as we begin to wrap up today, Carlos, the question that I think is so foundational and yet it's really important for you, what is success? Hmm. You know, success, success for me, it, it, it's, uh, man, I can go 
don't know, so deep, you know, but I, for me, success, like if I, when my daughter comes to me and, 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 and give me a hug, you know, for me being able to being around her and raising her and whether we are in the park playing basketball, soccer or swimming, or she's thanking me for something silly, like a popsicle, you know, and, and, and seeing your child looking up to you versus somebody else on, on YouTube, you know what I mean? When, you know, and then you see that and kids, they don't like, right. And, and seeing that and I don't know. It's just uh, that's the the best thing, you know what I mean. And I have a lot of friends that they're very they older than me, and they like you know. It's funny that whenever we're talking about success, and there's like success is knowing that your kids they're looking forward to come home and spend the holiday that weekend with you, and not somewhere else because you build it such an incredible uh, space in that living room, in that kitchen, in the things that we've done with our loved ones. And when you have the, the people that care and love you to be around you and celebrate one another and raise and build more memories together. I think that, that that's, that's the ultimate, and I can go deeper, man. I mean, I love, uh, I mean, when, when you impact so many people over your lifetime and you receive a letter from somebody that was suicidal and they are there alive because you showed up, because you gave it back that free information. You spoke at that event and instead of charging, you made it free. And you gave that free session and you reach out to them on social media when they're like, what? Is that you? Not a secretary or an AI or an automation bullshit. And then you, you have a deep conversation and you tell the person, tell me, is your darkest, whatever is the things that is scaring you, that, that you're struggling with. And you give that person a few things in different perspectives and they apply, they change their life. And they like, oh, by the way, Carlos, I was going to kill myself, you know, the next, very next day. But because you 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 got back to me, you answered that call, you you fucking spoke on that stage, and you know what I mean. It's like it's like a, a culmination of things, bro. And then I I think that's a true definition of success. It's like literally it goes right back to that selfless sacrifice, giving it all you got in service of others, and and, and it comes back. I think I got a lot of that from my grandma. You know, she was a, a maid and she cleaned the house of professors. Thank God that she always listen to them talking and then she would take some of those books and she would read them and she would instill those quotes on me. And, and she taught me that success is being around the people that you love and, and, and just treating others how you treat your finding love and meaning in the smallest things in life. You don't have to have the big payday or the thing that, you know, it's the little things, you know, that's uh, the definition of success for me, man. It's the, the, the smallest things and uh, it's the, the greatest happiness moments. Beautiful. And thank you for that answer. And <laughs> I want to encourage everyone listening, when you finish this, whether it's right after or sometime today, or if you can't do it today, schedule it, get clear for yourself, what does success mean to me? Because it's different for everybody. But if you, you know, there's an expression, if you're playing a game and you don't know the rules, you're going to, you're not going to do too well. And so you're the one setting up the game because what success is, is going to be dependent on what it means for you, what you created to be. But if you've never thought about that, then you're probably living up to somebody else's idea of what success is. So you went after a certain amount of money or a certain job you know, status or whatever it was, certain kind of house. And you thought that's what it means to be successful because everyone else around you thought that. And then you work your butt off and you get there and you almost have that, is this all there is, that emptiness kind of feeling. That's a sign that you never checked in with yourself because this is how maybe they win the game, not how you win the game. So when you're really clear on what success is for you, 
then you can map all of your actions towards that. And it becomes so much easier to win the game because you're playing the game on your terms, not everybody else's. And so, Carlos, if you could please share with us, if today was our last, op- if this was your last opportunity for you to share the messages on your heart with the world, if our if our listeners would never hear from you again, what would you want to make sure you leave them with? It's funny, as you were uh, asking me that question, I was thinking about a question that I often ask people is, what would you like to be written at your eulogy and others to say about you, you know, at the end? And... You know, it goes back to something that I always talk about whenever I end a speech or I end a show that I'm interviewing, which is life is all about the mission. It's never the acquisition. We may think that the acquisition is going to bring us happiness, but it all goes back to the contribution. Those are the greatest memories and moments how you make others feel. They're always going to forget about the things that we teach and our books and courses and all that stuff. But they will never, ever forget how you make them feel, especially in those dark times when you made yourself available because, you know, you became big and you still never forget what you can. And then I often say that as you seek more in life, new levels are always going to be new devils. You will fail. There will be dark times. The economy will crash. Governments will screw up. Somebody's going to win the presidential that you don't like. Shit's going to happen. Your your kids, your spouses, we all going to do stupid stuff. But I want you guys to know that those dark days that you're in between four walls and there's nobody else there and they don't answer the phone, they hang up, they don't follow back up with you. Know that those days that really breaks us are truly the days that really makes us. That's my message to always treat others like you treat your grandma, assuming you love your grandma. If you do that, every relationship, every door, every business, every opportunity, every prospect, it will never go wrong because you never do your grandma wrong. you know. So that's my message. Always focus on that place. And like I said earlier, know that's never where you come from, but the color of your skin is our attitude that's going to make us win. Beautiful. It's like a big mic drop moment right there. <laughs> uh, how can our listeners learn more about you and connect with you, Carlos? Man, I've always, I love educating and putting things on social media. So long after I am dead, they'll be all there recorded. I put a lot of, uh, I call myself your daily motivator financial educator, you know, and I am big on uh, Instagram, TikTok. They know me as Carlos Inspire. So literally Carlos and then Inspire, I-N-S-P-I-R-E. I am verified. So there's a lot of people copying my accounts. So if you don't see the little little verification thing next to my name, <laughs> it's not me. I will never reach out to you asking for money or to buy stuff. I don't sell coaching and consulting and investment programs. No. If you like you, if you hear from me, you know it's me. So be careful with AI out there. I'm all my accounts are verified. You see by my and I'm always dropping daily inspirational videos, whether it's from me or from others. And I'm always educating. If you go to my Instagram, a lot of the things that I talk about, there are links there that you can learn a bunch of cool resources that you can start from nothing. And build, build your business working from home. Start saving little by little working from home. There are plenty of things that I wanted to be long after I am dead. I always want those tools to be available because imagine if you are so good, if you have so much things that you can help others, but if you charge so much money and now it becomes gatekeeping 
to get to that information. What happens when we die? We're no longer here. And I always want to make sure that I have all that there for others. So Carlos Inspire, uh, go ahead and say hi that, that you saw me here with Jamil. I love hearing from you guys. I do respond on social media. It's not an AI or it's not like a keyword that I'm going to tell you to type and you're going to have a self <laughs> a message <laughs> automated. I don't like this stuff. There's a place and time for that. I just personally don't like it. I'm a people person, but uh, Carlos Inspire, my friends. Beautiful. I'll have the link to your Amazon book and I... <laughs> I encourage people to check that out. And as we wrap up, you know, for everyone listening, thank you so much for bringing your time, your attention, your energy, your love to be here, to learn. And I hope that our conversation served you. If you could please leave a review, it goes a long way. It helps the algorithm, helps people find out about the podcast. So whether it's Apple, Spotify, YouTube comment, wherever you're tuning into this, please share it far and wide with anyone that you believe it can help. And Carlos, thank you so much for taking the time to be here and share your, your life. I appreciate it. And I want to challenge you guys to share with one more person. Because imagine if there's a thousand of you listening right now, if you share to one more person, we literally would bring this message to 2,000 people. Think about somebody right now in your life that's going through a dark time. And imagine if you enjoy this conversation, share with others. So that because you never know whose life this conversation could save somebody else could get a new perspective. We probably got you to think a lot today and a lot of feelings right now going through, you know, as as, as, as you see it happens to even Jamir and I as we talking about those things. So I challenge you guys to share with one more person and to think about one or two others that may be in a dark place that it would uh, take advantage of this information that could help them put them in a much better place. Yeah. Much <laughs> love, friends. I appreciate you. Thank you, brother. As I said in the beginning, my life's work is to help leaders, champions, and high performers to experience more happiness, peace, and fulfillment as they create an extraordinary life without regret. If you're going through something right now, if you've got a goal, a dream that you think is 10 years out and you want to make it real in nine to 10 months, let's have a conversation. You can book it at jamilsayage.com. And I've also, obviously, you're listening to the podcast. I've had amazing people on the show. You can look it up at Transformation Starts Today, wherever podcasts are found. And um I probably have about 900 pieces of content I put out for free over the years uh, since 2014, 2015 on Instagram. It's at Dr. Jamil Sayaj, DR, and then my name, Facebook and LinkedIn is just Jamil Sayaj. Check it out. And I'm, I'm sure it'll help you. I've, I've called this, uh, this podcast transformation starts today. And I call it that because I find that most people's favorite day to change their life is tomorrow. And that's why they stay stuck, but you can be different. You can take this conversation that Carlos, have, Carlos and I have had today. And you can think about, like I said, what is success for me? Like Carla said, 21 levels deep. Like, why do I do what I do? What's it really all about for me? And all the different nuggets that he shared. And then get step into creation mode, serve, help other people, apply what you're learning. When you're in a dark spot, make somebody else's life better and watch your day and your life and your everything turn around. Sending you all so much love, wishing you the best. And I'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you for being with us today. If this conversation served you, it would mean a lot if you left a review and shared this with anyone who may benefit. An Extraordinary Life Without Regret is available to you now. Choose it. It's your time.